0: From the kids no. to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd pleasing gig speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1 800 Xfinity or visit today. Restrictions apply, actual speed vary and not guaranteed. This is the place. That has no boundaries, no windows where the light of day might shine through. The only light here is that of a single solitary candle, and perhaps the illumination of the mind. If you are fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather In those dimly lit corners, and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum. Then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs.
1: everybody this is Stan Wangland and I'm joined by my wonderful my marvelous my spooky and ever entertaining co-host Paul James Caden and we are the darn people under the stairs not just the people under the stairs but the spooky people under the stairs and Paul are you there Paul
2: Yes, the world is dark and scary. We're all doomed one way or another and this is another show where we're going to tell people how they're going to die. <laughs> That's true, man.
1: That's true. And and Paul, you have to speak into your microphone because you're a little fuzzy. It's either that or you're 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 one of the people under the ground. <laughs> Instead of the people how, under the stairs. How about now? It's wonderful now. Okay. Now it's, it's, it's like we were in, in you know, in the original movie Godzilla and we were, you know, we were, you know, recording what was happening for for the world, but how the heck are you doing today, Paul? And thank you everybody for joining the people under the stairs. Uh, You know, our show is just uh, getting a, a wonderful reaction from all of you. So pardon me once again. You know, and for not being spooky enough for my producer. But Paul, how the heck are you tonight?
2: I'm doing okay. I can't complain. That's the good. only thing I the only thing I can complain about is I think I'm falling victim to seasonal allergies. Come on, get out of here now. I, I I took a little nap this afternoon with the window open. When I woke up, I had a scratchy throat that felt like it was full of dust and dander, and I said crap <laughs> we're gonna to have to do a show on demonic
1: possession because since we started doing the people under the stairs after the first few episodes neither one of us has been physically well <laughs> on an consistent yeah, that- basis for whatever and to make matters worse i got a call for jury duty today
2: Man. oh boy
1: well that's not happening but that's another whole story not now until things
2: settle down here under the stairs have- We're gonna start calling this sick bay under the stairs.
1: (laughs) Sick bay under the stairs. The the kidney stones under the stairs. (laughs) Whatever. But uh, you know it can get worse. uh, You know, folks out there, wherever you are joining us uh, in probably about the 55 countries we've been reaching now. On the network it's it's amazing um you know all the different places that that we get to and thanks for putting up with a little humor and banter because this is another show uh that i i have to be honest with you today uh it's getting to be a wonderful habit at least for me that our shows are not only you know with the strange and bizarre and paranormal and real stuff but a lot of it's almost like investigative reporting and I've mentioned this before, and the things that we're reporting about, my God, this stuff seems to, like, literally the next week come about. Uh, so who knows uh, with this one? Uh, but let me throw out today's topic, uh, folks, and and I'm going to uh, then toss it over to Paul and, uh, you know, see what he thinks about this. And uh, Paul, on his show 1159, did something about, you know, the global weather and, so on and so forth, and then made a suggestion, you know, for this show, and said, you know, we got to talk about weaponizing the weather. And he said to me, you know, do you know anything about that? I said, well, I know a little bit about it. I, I know that the military has been involved in that for a while, and there's you know different things that have been done. But as usual, I really wasn't an expert on that, but I, I love to research things. And oh my God. When you take a peek at this, as you guys are going to see tonight, listening to this show, and then if you want to go off on your own, it'll make your hair curl, straighten, and do a double curl all over again. It's wild stuff. So, Paul, why don't you set the stage and, and maybe let people know what the heck is uh, you know weaponized uh, weather, uh, and throw some things out about that, whatever you like. <laughs>
2: Well, this is one of those topics that when I was uh, debunking conspiracy theorists and looking into a lot of things they were saying, uh, and I think I said it in the last show. You know, uh, for every uh, for every ten nonsensical uh, the sky is falling theories that they have, they may have one or two that that actually hits on a truth, and this this was one of them that they've been looking for a very long time to. Uh, not only weaponize the weather, but to be able to control it at will you know where will the rain oh, yes. fall, not and uh you know with the uh the recent severe weather in the midwest, some people are saying well this this could be uh weaponized weather you know creating those uh food shortages as we you know as they look to uh whittle down america so we'll we'll jump on board of their uh uh, kind of their globalized society because, you know, America would go out kicking and screaming as well as other countries. But mm-hmm. that's another story altogether. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a very long time. And, you know, this is one of those things I looked into when I, I started hearing a lot about it. And uh, much like yourself, found those threads of truth that they have been looking to do this. They want to do this. And um, there's actually an article. I, I think it's probably about to maybe probably two to three years old where they were saying by i think it was 2025 or 2030 uh, right. no, the military or the, yeah 2025 uh the government or the military will will own the weather not control own so you know there we are again with the uh, self-proclaimed uh, elitists at the top of the food chain as they like to put themselves looking to own and control all the resources and now even the weather and we've talked about that before with uh companies like Nestle and others going around buying up all the water sources in, in the United States oh, yeah. and it's and it's so funny to me stan because I can remember being 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, years old and my grandmother always saying you know she would always say, you know, talking about the the, the government she'd say, you know If those son of a bitches could find a way to make you pay to take a breath of fresh air and have a glass of water, they'll do it. And I guess I guess granny's prophecy is uh, beginning to uh, come true because they really are looking to do just those things.
1: You know, when uh, my mother would always say, you know, they're all wearing them. They're all doing this. And, you know, trying to be a critical thinker as a kid, I would say, who are they? Would you please be specific? Who are they? Well, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're saying, boy, this is another one of those conspiracy things. Nah, 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 nah. I'll give you just a couple of things. Uh, if you want to look at about anything about warfare and uh, weaponized uh, of the weather, all you have to do is look at March 20th, uh, 1974, transcript of the U.S. Senate hearing on weather modification. Your date, uh, by the way, uh, Paul, yeah, uh, of 2025 is actually from um, an article that was done by the Air Force. I think it was uh, Colonel Barry Noble, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. 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 But it's called Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. It's by right. the United States Air Force in 2012. And what this really is, it's more like uh, an apologist's point of view uh, on saying, uh, well, we're not going to kill anybody with the weather, but we're, go- you know, be, but we're going to use it to uh, multiply the effectiveness uh, you know, of, of the weather in a, uh, you know, a military situation. And why, ladies and gentlemen, did he have to not just come out and say that he could use it to kill people? Because there have been plans from the CIA and the Air Force and our government and all of the governments, like how to control lightning and storms and hurricanes. Because, unknown to me, and I don't even know Paul, if all of you know this, in Geneva on May 18, 1977, the United States, with a bunch of other countries, signed the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques of the Weather.
2: Yes, I, d- I did know that.
1: Yes, and I did not know that. It's a, it's a for real, we, so you can't kill anybody with it, in theory. You can hurt them, You can you, like you can make fog or you can do other things, but in theory, you're not supposed to kill anybody with it, uh, you know, with modifying the weapon. Although, uh, there's a, uh, an article that I have, uh, you know, called Mad Science, the U.S. military's obsession with weaponized weather. Uh, that's all they've been trying to do. And this has been around since, you, know, you had told me, since, you know, the Vietnam Operation Popeye. And I recall that. Uh, yeah, I didn't recall the name, but I remember them trying to seed the clouds. I found that. But this goes all the way back to 99 years ago to World War I. Yep. When uh, science and the military was trying to create cloudy and foggy conditions. <laughs> so that airplanes and artillery could not sight people. And and use that. It was big in the 1940s, and of course, in Vietnam, seeding clouds, where they actually, when this Operation Popeye got about a 30% increase in rain in different areas. You know? So, man, oh, man, that's some crazy stuff, man. That's
2: some crazy stuff. So, this is. uh,
1: I'm sorry, Paul, go ahead.
2: That's what I always say. You know that that one of the things that, if you really dig into this and 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 get rid of the illusions and the lies and the the chicken little stories of the the sky falling uh, to what is the truth, you know mm-hmm. you do find out. You know you hear the conspiracy theorists say, ah, you know the government, you know the elitists, this is a plan they've had, you know for a very long time to do this and this and this and this. And uh, when you start looking into a, a lot of this stuff, you find out that that's one of the truths. There there has been, you know, an agenda. There have been plans for a very long time to do a lot of these things for their own purposes. And, you know, that's one of them. If if they own the weather and you're a farmer, you know, they, they can charge you to, uh, you know, water your crops. You know, just like the thing with the... Bingo. The, the death of the honeybees. And we have, uh, you know, places like Walmart putting in a patent for, uh, you know, artificial intelligent honeybees, you know, so that would be send out the little drone, uh, robotic honeybees to pollinate your plants. But of course we're going to charge you for it, you know, because all the honeybees are, uh, you know, mostly died out because of, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. So there is, there, there is all kinds of plans and ideas and, uh, schemes and agendas and and controlling and weaponizing the weather is definitely one of them
1: let me give you one that fits exactly into that because uh, again it's one of the things that i love doing these um uh these shows folks and uh, the, the stuff that you learn uh and i really mean learn or learn about that's not just nonsense uh and and the stuff is all there in freedom of information acts you know reputable reports and Articles, you know, even some that debunk it, and some stuff I want to get into, and I know Paul does. But when you're talking about the uh, the, the honeybees in 1996, the United States Air Force had a big written research paper that talked about the future use of nanotechnology. And nanotechnology uh, is that like kind of what you're talking about, Paul? You know, when you're talking about like artificial honeybees or anything, but it's the the, the kind of quantum Tiny, tiny little microscopic technology. And they're clouds of microscopic computer particles that compute, right. that, that connect with one another and communicate with one another. Listen to this. The idea, and they're working on this, and supposedly this is part of this thing of 2025. And this is why they signed these treaties. Because these microscopic computer particles that can communicate <laughs> with one another.
2: You're going because to talk it, about the fog.
1: <laughs> yes, it's an inte- a death fog, right? It's yep. an intelligent fog that can be used for all kinds of purposes. <laughs> you know, it could be used to, to change, um, uh, you know, the, the weather rapidly, or it can be used to do a lot of other nefarious things. But, yep. man, oh, man, this is not science fiction. I mean, that's how people are, are planning to cure cancer with nanotechnology. Yep. You know, you're going to swallow these microscopic uh, kinds of things or have them injected into your bloodstream. And because they're so tiny, uh, when they start doing their little surgical procedures, the margin of error is so small, it'll be like amazing. You know, you can cut tumors out in places that you could never, you know, get into before or do other things. So they're just using this for the friggin'
0: weather. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine
2: Nuts, nuts, and, that, and nuts. thats funny. That's that's something I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna mention just a little while ago. But I said, "Nah, I'm I'm not gonna go that far." But for the for the listener out there, uh, a lot of this stuff that I I throw Stan's way, and and some of it we debunk. I said, you know, I heard about this, but I'm not so sure. And you know, Stan will will look into it and say, "Nah, you know, that is a bunch of crap." But but some of these things like weaponized weather and some of the other things we talked about. Uh, you know, stands an intelligent guy, and he doesn't. He doesn't take these things like conspiracy theories oh. and you know, oh. science fiction. You know, he's not going to talk about it if it's not real. But you know, here's a guy who's you know not a conspiracy theorist. He's not stupid by any means. You know, and and, and he'll bust my chops. You know, sometimes like yeah, we're going to weaponize the weather, but then he looks into this stuff and, and finds out that. Holy crap, you know that there is, you know, and and here he is stumbling upon the nanofog that I was going to bring up uh, moments ago but decided not to because I thought it was maybe as we always say a little too far in the weeds, but
1: but, it, but it's not to, but it's you, but it's not because it's part of a Senate hearing, it's part of research. You know, um, and people don't realize this our show is done in uh, Endicott, New York or Endwell, New York. This is the home of IBM. Or this was this was where IBM uh Watson you know this is it. This is was the original Silicon Valley, literally a, a few blocks from where I live and where you live. You live right near Glendale, Paul. Uh these were all the places uh that uh, you know that this was discovered, you know, long before Silicon Valley in California and other places like that. Currently in the area, we have Lockheed Martin and we have um B uh b a e s you know, uh, British uh, aerospace industries—they are huge in working with the government, and I'm going to tell you about the HARP program uh, in in all these things. The, the, you know, the HARP program, which you get into a little bit, cost the United States over a, a quarter of a billion dollars, and there's 180 HARP facilities in Alaska currently in existence. Yeah. And they've just stopped the program in in uh, I think 15 or 17, uh, but there's, it's still maintained by by contracts with uh, with British Aerospace Industries. But in terms of people and you thinking that this is um, you know far out, this thing of uh, weaponizing is also called geoengineering. Yep. And the idea of geoengineering is to deal with climate change. And to do a rapid kind of a thing, like taking space dust, bringing it in, using this geoengineering, and then, you know, like raising or lowering the temperature, uh, you know, of, of the globe, of our world, or areas of the globe. And, at the, you know, what we want to do right now is actually use the geo dust to, to, to lower the temperature. So this is no friggin' joke. And you've actually got people, I, I mean, I've got stuff here that's right, right from the CIA, say so that, it sounds like it's from a James Bond villain but senior climate scientists have expressed concern over the US intelligence services apparent interest in geoengineering they're afraid that this ship may backfire
2: oh they they absolutely are and you, you have people like uh Dr. David Keith i i think he's from Harvard if i'm not mistaken yes. uh and and there's other uh you know other scientists and and uh uh, yep. university scientists, and they're all over yep. talking about this. And, and and they're saying things like, we don't know what the ramifications of this could be. And and it could literally cause thousands of deaths. But, you know, those deaths are for the greater good. If we end up saving the planet, but say 5,000, 10,000, you know, 2,000 people die, well, yeah. it's, it's worth the risk. So they don't even know they, they don't know how this will, uh, you know, if it will backfire in, in Mother Nature, you know, inevitably and cause even more severe weather. Mm-hmm. They're not sure what's going to affect the, the plant life, the animals, you know, everything here down below, because what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of a lot of creepy talk about they're not quite sure how how this is going to go. And, and it, it could be bad or at least bad for some people.
1: Yeah, well, there, there's uh, in the research that I did, uh, the geoengineering, it says, has been criticized by many environmental activists like uh, Naomi Klein. And she suggests that these like simple fixes for globing, uh, global warming, they're right around the corner, but they could have the you know, sinister side that you're talking about. Then there's a guy we probably all know his work, but we don't know his name. And it's a guy called Alan Robach. And what he did is he was a big proponent of the potential impact of nuclear winter in the 1980s when you'd see all these things, you know, with nuclear winter what would happen in a nuclear war. Now, he raised the alarm over the CIA's part funding, listen to this, of the National Academy of Sciences report on different approaches to combat climate change and the fact that the CIA, again, hasn't explained to anybody why, why is it interested in geoengineering. You know, so, you know, these are the big things. And they go back to these things like Operation Popeye in 1967 and 1968, when the military was trying to uh, actually, um, you know, increase rainfall uh, near the Khe San, uh, you know, which was being um, uh, encircled at that time. And then this thing with the U.S. military's HARP program. This is really uh, crazy. It's high frequency, active Aural Research
2: Program. It's called HARP, and this A- thing what's A- that for the, for those who want to know how to spell it, it is H A A R P. Yes, H A A R P. You're exactly right. High Frequency
1: Active Aural Research Program. And what they do is this was started and it was funded by the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, the University of Alaska Fairbanks and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, that's DARPA, you hear about that all the time when you're looking at at these things. And it was also designed and built by British um, Aerospace Industries, BAE, Advanced Technologies, and that's called BEAT. And it says, the original purpose was to analyze the ionosphere and investigate the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance, man, what a mouthful of bullshit that is, right? The ionosphere is the highest part of the atmosphere, and what they're doing is they're shooting all these um, sound waves, uh, high-frequency radio transmissions, uh, VHS, UFHS. Uh, they call it. There's a thing called a fluxgate frequency an HF band, and all these things, uh, uh, you know, an ionospheric sounding devices, magnetometers and things like that, and it seems that what these things do is uh, when they target the ionosphere, it seems to create all kinds, with these 180 sites uh, that they had throughout Alaska, it seems that uh, the conspiracy theorists say that these things can disrupt the weather or do certain things to the weather or make certain you know changes in that. Now, the people in the project itself say that that's not true. That's not what it was designed to do. But, uh, you know, why would the Office of Naval Research, Air Force Research Laboratories, and so on and so forth, Stanford University, Penn State, Boston College, Clemson, Dartmouth, Cornell, John, listen to the list of this. It goes on and on and on. 250 million bucks, folks. So what's that all about?
2: Yeah, the... the they're never going to tell you exactly, you know, just like the recent U- UFO flap that we were talking about. Yes. And, you know, look how long that the uh, the government has known about this. The military has known that these things are out there. They're not quite sure what. But for, for years, years, decades, they've said, nah, there's nothing to it. It's not real. It's, it's all weather balloons and swamp gas, you know. Mm-hmm. Look, now look, suddenly we're coming out. Well, yeah, we knew about this all along. So yes. I've learned that when the government tells you or the military tells you, "Uh eh, no, we're 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 not going to use this to hurt anybody or do anything bad." Mm-hmm. Uh, my my response is usually a big, "Yeah, right." <laughs> like I, I don't really have a whole lot of trust for these folks because they haven't been really forthcoming with the people over the years.
1: Yes. It's very fascinating. if people are interested, there's, a, there's a, a man, a professor who's mentioned all the time, and you can find him uh, in many of his articles. but I have to mention his name, and there's a wonderful site you can go to. It's called the Global Research Center for Research on excuse me, on globalization. And uh, I'll repeat that again, the Global Research Center for Research on Globalization. And you can uh, go to globalresearch.org, and they have a fascinating site with all kinds of things on um, the economy, civil rights, uh, these kinds of things, militarization, war crimes, everything. But the guy's, the professor's name is uh, Professor Michael Chusadovsky. That's C H O S S U D O V S K Y, and he is uh, uh, was published. Uh, regarding this topic many times, and he was published in The Ecologist in 2007. And this guy's concern was about the, uh, with the HARP project and the debate on it. And what he's saying is he's saying, we're moving on to other ways of managing the ionosphere, which the HARP was really designed to do, to inject energy into the ionosphere to actually be able to control it. But that work has been, but that work has been completed. And he also wrote articles on 2015 and 2018. And what these themes were under were under the themes of the environment, militarization, and weapons of mass destruction. You know? so I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul.
2: No, I was just going to say, if you you think about it, weaponizing the weather, I mean, how— Rather than dropping a bomb and risking nuclear winter or something of that nature, yeah, you know, you could just whip up a, a hurricane, a tornado, you know, just severe weather and flooding that would take out a whole lot of people with uh, minimal damage, you know.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, I'm I'm actually looking at his things here, and he says the U.S. military has developed advanced capabilities that enable it selectively to alter weather patterns. And he talks about the HARP project. And he says, uh, it's an appendage. Remember Reagan's Star Wars defense? I do. And he says, from a military standpoint, HARP is a weapon of mass destruction operating from the outer atmosphere and capable of destabilizing agriculture and ecological systems around the world. And man, mm-hmm. anybody who studies military history, I always love to mention this. Like if we talk about the CIA, I always talk about disinformation. When my son was in the military, one of the things that everybody knows is, you know, in a wartime, you know, you know what the military likes better than to kill you? They like to wound you severely. And people would say, what are you kidding me? Why would they want to do that? Because when you're dead, you're dead. Nobody has to take care of you. When you're wounded severely, you become frightening to other people. You cost a lot to rehabilitate and you're a woeful reminder to everybody walking around the price of war of your enemy. Does that make sense to you? You're like a walking advertisement, like they not to mess with that country. So it's That's a tremendous true. drain on the resources. This manipulation from a military stand, uh, st- uh, you know, standpoint of the weather and destabilizing ecological systems and agricultural systems, you don't have to knock out planes, man. All you got to do is take the food away. Create fog and lightning. And, and uh, look what happened to the Air Force bases in our country last year with the tornadoes and the hurricanes. They were decimated.
2: They yeah. were. They, they definitely were.
1: Yeah. They have uh, a report by the U.S. Air Force. It says document AF 2025, final report says, offers the warfighter a range of possible options to defeat or, or coerce an adversary's capabilities. It says to extend the triggering of floods, hurricanes, droughts and earthquakes, weather modification will become part of a domestic and international security process and could be done unilaterally. And then it goes on and on and on. Wow. Wow.
2: And wow. And there it is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I was going to mention earlier with. Rather than dropping a bomb on your enemy, you could whip up some storms, some unstable weather, and I was going to throw in the earthquake because that that is part of it, but I don't know if Stan went that far down the rabbit hole of this research, but no, there yeah. you have it. there it you fun, definitely man. have it it's It's all
1: there you know uh, you, Did I get too carried away today by <laughs> by throwing this out there, or what
2: No, I don't think so i I think that's uh you know good information for people to hear and be able to look up. And uh, you know that's uh, I'm I'm the lazy bastard podcaster. You know I I, <laughs> I used to have all these things. I had all these articles, and you know now I just come up with the idea and say, okay, Stan, research it. Tell me what you think. And he compiles it all, and I just throw my two cents in.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this this one, you know, when I get uh, when I get, um, you know, what happens on some of these things, Paul. To be honest with you. Uh, when, when you have a smattering of, of information on this or you're not taking these things seriously and then you see serious sources, you say, wow, you know, uh, I, I'm not telling people, you know, you have to believe me, but, you know, go to some of these sites, uh, you know, get the freedom, get all the documents from freedom of information. I mean, you've got the Russia, you know, Russia in their in, in their state. Uh, It has their comments in the U.S. plans to carry out large-scale experiments and create weapons capable of breaking radio communication lines uh, and equipment installed on spaceships and rockets, provoke serious accidents and electricity networks, oil and gas pipelines, blah, 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 and have a negative impact on the mental health of entire regions.
0: It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. (laughs)
1: That's just what I said, and it's the first time I'm looking at that little area, just to quote that to people, because I have so much information here to refer
2: to, right? And, and let me tell you, you know, and, and maybe our next couple of shows, when you talk about uh, mental uh, mentally destabilizing people in entire regions, mm-hmm. uh, you need to look up, and now here's another one, we, we have the 5G network going up right now. Yeah. And now look how 5G can actually be used as a weapon mm-hmm. and how it could actually do just that. It could scramble your thoughts. It could They could actually use this to uh, jangle your nervous system. They could actually take you out with 5G, and I think maybe that's something we should uh, talk about next.
1: Yeah, you, you know, and, and, and I think that's a great idea. And for those of you guys listening, uh, you know, if you have ideas about this or, you know, you could be people who live in this area that we, next to Paul and I, so many of my friends, the guy across the streets, an engineer, was an engineer for the space shuttle. You know, the guy I bought my home from was the, uh, the, the guy who, uh, you know, designed the uh, lunar landing module, uh, you know, for the jet propulsion lab and through IBM and Lockheed Martin. It's crazy the people that you meet or people who work on things. But like you've heard of the military-industrial complex. You know who some of the people who, you know what some of the companies are that are working on the heart project and these other things with weaponizing weather? Listen to this hit list again. Has anybody ever heard of the Raytheon Corporation? It's huge. It's like General Dynamics. Uh, you've got British Aerospace Industries. Listen to this you have an industry called Advanced Power Technologies, which is a subsidiary of Atlantic Richfield Corporation. You know, Atlantic Richfield Oil. Anybody ever hear of that? ARCO, uh, you know, and th- these things are, it says E Systems on contract to the CIA and U.S. Department of Defense outfitted the Doomsday Plan. Can you imagine this shit? Yep. This is through a contract with the Office of Naval Research. No, no. And I can give you a million. <laughs> I can give you a million other things. You know, I'm always making fun of uh, President Trump, but they're talking about here this HARP uh, program. Here is also designed uh, to, to talk about, uh, about the militarization of space, of outer space. Mm-hmm. So you know, when this crazy bastard's talking about the space force. <laughs> <laughs> You know, is that nuts or what? That's crazy stuff. So, uh, man, it's got me—it's um, uh, got me uh, excited about it. It's got me uh, definitely excited about the weaponizations of the weather. What are some other things that you know about this, with, with Paul? Some other crazy schemes that you've heard of? Does this have anything to do with chemtrails, or do you think, or things like that?
2: Well, some people think so, <clears throat> because uh, we were talking about 5G a minute ago, and uh, a lot of people don't know that actually when they had the last Olympics in North uh, Korea, they used the 5G towers to put out a frequency that would keep wild boars from wandering into where the games were taking place. Mm-hmm. So they can send out frequencies through 5G. They they, they can, uh, you know of course, keep animals at bay. They could... Bombard uh, the human nervous system or mind and and scramble our uh, our thoughts, and mm-hmm. some people think that uh, the chemtrailing you know with would be uh, heavy heavy metals that they put in it the particulates uh, could be manipulated somehow by frequencies from five G to at least aid somehow in manipulating the weather and causing weather changes. Mm-hmm. So ab- so absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm wow
1: hey can you want to hear one last thing i I quoted the um the author uh, and the um, director of this uh, center for globalization research uh michael kusadowski just so that you know he's an award winning author he's a professor of economics emeritus at the university of ottawa he's the founder and director of this research unit on globalization in montreal he's the editor of global research he's taught as a visiting professor in Western Europe, Southeast Asia, the Pacific, Latin America. He served as economic advisor to governments and developing neighbor, neighbors. He's the author of 11 books on every kind of thing on war on terrorism, uh, globalization of war. He's a contributor to the Encyclopedia of Britannica and his writings have been published in more than 20 languages. And he was awarded the gold medal for merit Wow. yeah, it's yeah, he, not like this guy's a schmuck, uh, and the other people you know that we've been listening also are kind of really noted kinds of people. Now, does that mean that they're right? Does that mean that the Harp project is something that I can say with authority is uh, is some kind of CIA killing tool? No, the government says that's not the mission for that, and a lot of other people say, Nah, that's not the case. That's a smokescreen, and it's definitely part of this uh, weaponization kind of, uh, kind of thing, you know, and uh, there's a panel called the, uh, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, and they've assessed this in geoengineering, and they think that this is climactic warfare
2: is one of the biggest threats to the future of humanity. you know. And it, it, no doubt, could be, and I, I think that's why we should make a little bit of a series out of this. I, I think we should certainly talk talk about the uh, the five G next, and yep. then after that, I, I think because I've mentioned it a few times on the show, I didn't want to get uh, too deep into it, um, but I'd like you to to do your uh, your due diligence into this subject. That all of this really does seem to culminate at one, uh, you know, one point. And when we talk about, as I mentioned once in a while, the, these people that consider themselves elitists in the the, the global program, uh, I'd like you to look into that because I know that's one you look at and go, yeah, I, I know some of this stuff, but some of it sounds a little far-fetched or I don't know. No, But, but the idea, uh, you know, when you're talking about individuals and governments mm-hmm. buying up, all the resources, controlling all the resources, looking to even uh, manipulate and control the weather, geoengineering and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. A lot of it falls, you know, squarely on the shoulders of these individuals who consider themselves the elitists. And many of them do. Uh They belong to, you know which is a truth you hear conspiracy theories talk about this and we don't believe it Mm -hmm. but many do belong to these uh very strange you know cabals and and secret societies and these Mm -hmm. people have have a god fixation they feel that they are the chosen ones they are the masters of you know the earth or the universe they refer to themselves
0: Mm -hmm.
2: they really do have that thought that that's what Kind of the globalization is all about that very few control everything, and they they want that's part of their philosophy to to build their utopia on Earth where where they are the masters of the Earth, mm-hmm. and they actually in their philosophy in their thinking you know these are the same people that we know they're into the um, uh, the depopulation cutting down on the number of people and. You know that that's part of their thing. You know that they're the few who are kind of the worker bees, and 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 we are the masters of the new Eden. And mm-hmm. it sounds weird, you know. And some people may go, "Oh boy," and you may be going, "I don't know about that." But do a little digging, and I'd like to talk about you know after maybe the 5G, talk about the uh, the elitists and the the globalization uh, plan. Mm-hmm. And why they're doing it, because a lot of this does have to do with it. And it sounds like something out of a, uh, you know, a left behind movie or something. But no,
1: no, it's not. And uh, it's
2: it's, it's truth. You know, it's the truth. And it's it's really scary to think there's people that can can think that way. And, you know, that's why people, you know, I always say, "How, how can somebody do these things or think these things? Why don't they just leave people to hell alone? You know, leave well enough alone. But they mm-hmm. actually think they actually think they're doing good. This is their divine purpose to do this. So they have no guilt whatsoever. They think it's the complete right thing to do. You know, straight down the line. Mm-hmm.
1: No, and I think I think you know my feeling on this. I call it the arc of gold, and it's why uh, the people. There was an article uh, on Smart News. You know, the, the unbiased news thing that. Corporations all over the world are making so much money, they, the, the, the article says they don't know what to do with it. Yet none of the people who are working for them are getting that money. You know, that's not going back to anybody. You say, what does that have to do with what Paul said? Everything it has to do with it. Because if you look in the news today, they, they just announced the cost of uh, it's open for business. now. the International Space Station. Did you see that? $40,000 a night. To stay there, and uh, I think it's a uh, half a million dollars for the blast off and return back to Earth. So that's the cost for the super wealthy. But we had that show when we talked about colonization on the moon and other planets. You know, if, if things go critically wrong uh, on Earth, but. If you want to do yourself a favor, go to Google and you can get his show from uh, you can get his eight minutes and 12 seconds from uh, being with uh, Bill Mayer on Real Time last night. One of the Democratic uh, candidates for president, Andrew Yang, multimillionaire and uh, a philanthropist, uh, he's, he's making quite a statement. And one of the new articles or books that he's written is called They're Coming for Your Job. And he mm-hmm. talks about what we've talked about on other shows uh, before that about forty that any job that is repetitive or any job that is um, uh, like a clerk or a salesman or anything that can be done, um, you know, just by rote, and that's about forty five percent of what Americans do and other people do in the world. It's all going to be done by robotics or artificial intelligence. Yep. And the stuff with the weather, Nestle's buying up water. Um, uh, you, you know Jeff Bezos looking for you know the uh, to to start all these colonies on other planets. Come on,
2: man, people, you got to put that
1: stuff together.
2: Uh, well, and, you know? and that's definitely part of it. It's it's not yeah. only the the masters of the earth, but the masters of the universe. And you got and it, that, man. That's why they call themselves that because they think they're going to, uh, you know, own the earth, the weather, all the planets, you know. <laughs> Uh, just conquer space you know be out there and uh, and, and become uh, uh, almost godlike yeah and, pop- and, and and possibly live forever through their ai technology becoming half cyborg half human
1: are we we it, went over that
2: yes we went yeah. over
1: that people think that's crazy and it's not because you can look in history and the same things were done given the technology at the time it's why people are 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 amassing these crazy amounts of, of wealth. And one of the things that Andrew Yang was talking about, and it ties into this weaponizing weather and purchasing water and controlling space, he was saying one of the things that we're going to move to in this age of globalization, which I know that you hate, Paul, is uh, a universal income. And this oh, okay. is nothing more than a 21st century capitalistic version of feudalism. This is just where you have, you know, different stratas of society that's based on, you know, an economic class. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a great scientist or whatever. It'll just be like being a scribe or a good warrior during the Lord of the Castle is still the Lord of the Castle. And the Lord of the Castle are going to these people have this incredible wealth and they're going to be able to determine this stuff. And the Millennials who want all the safety and security and aren't even quite even sure if they like, uh, you know, democracy at this point. They're being primed up to be simply worker bees, man. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, that's, that's all that it is. It's just worker bees in a fucking hive. And all of these shows we've been doing, they make they. They lead you there step by step by step by step. And somebody say, that's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's how the world operates. If, you, if you're bigger and stronger, you want to take control of the people who are weak, weaker. Well, now what makes you big and strong is technology, money, power and influence, and things like that, and you can dictate things the same way. And then when you have these, these kinds of instruments... Science, artificial intelligence, facial recognition—all the information on your DNA, the ability to—you know—we can survive in space, and you can't. It's just like the—that's just like the, the Lord in his castle. If the serfs didn't get in the castle, well, they perished, right? But he was safe in his castle.
0: It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. Ooh
1: It's not a stretch. I think that the people, it's, it's, it's happening right in front of us. And it's so hard for people to believe that, that it's, you know, or it's, or I shouldn't say believe that it's possible.
2: And uh, like it you is. said, it, it It sounds like something out of a sci-fi uh, novel yeah. or movie. Yes. But man, you know, when you realize that this stuff is real, it's, it really does kind of blow your mind. Like, holy cow. You know, it's. Yes, sir. Bob, man. And I know we went over the
1: timeline for the show, but I think it's a great show. I think, uh, you know, today, it's, uh, at least for me it is, and it's very intriguing. Uh, we could probably do five hours on it and not even touch, you know, the surface. Uh, I hope it doesn't sound like it's too far out in the weeds for the audience, but uh, I think it's great food for thought, and that's what, the, um, that's what the people under the stairs is about, you know, taking controversial or difficult kinds of topics uh, that may sound a little bit far out and, and look at them from many different angles. Again, you may think this is all just wild blueberry muffins, and, you know, Stan's trying to, you know, uh, you know, do something provocative with Paul to, uh, you know, get you interested in the show, but no, no, these, this is, this could be last week's show on, uh, you know, what keeps you awake at night. This would be one of them for me. Oh, definitely. Yep. So Paul, any closing thoughts on anything? I, you know, uh. We've we've gone over our time.
2: No, I don't really have uh any closing thoughts. Uh, I think I uh, I blew my wad there saying I think we should talk about five G and then into Good. the uh, the uh you know the mindset of these uh, globalists and elitists and you know kind of open that can of worms for people and and like you said, give it to them in a, a realistic, well thought out, no no uh, pie in the sky conspiracy theories. Because uh and that's what's sad about it, you know. You have these conspiracy theorists that cry out all this nonsense. That it is so ridiculous that even where the truth is mixed in, we we throw out the baby with the bathwater and say, ah, no, 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 everything is fine. This is all just fantasy and you know, uh, fear uh, fear mongering to get views or listens. But no, there's there's some things in there that that are reality and. That's why we bring these things to you. Why I bring them on 1159 to make people aware that there is some truth to this. And it's it's a bizarre world that we live in right now, folks.
1: Yeah, the technology and uh, the changes the, to our culture are happening uh, you know, geometrically. They're just they're just happening so rapid that uh, people can't keep up with the changes. They, they don't even uh, they don't even realize what's happening to the culture. But uh, hey, man, great show. Paul, how can people, what can people see of your other shows? How do they reach you, or what do you want to plug on yourself here?
2: Well, as usual, they can email me at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. They can look at my other show, 1159. Uh, it's called the 1159 Podcast uh, here on the, the network. And I also have another uh, show out there called Spiritualist Talk, which is a more uh, spiritual uh, take on life and events and things. And uh, I think when we do uh, the elitists, uh, globalist show, I, I think I want to do one on on spiritualist talk that looks at this from kind of a spiritual perspective, and kind of link that below uh, sure. people on stairs for people that are interested in that aspect. You know, of of uh, you know, looking at these events.
1: Of course, that's that's the
2: purpose of the people under the stairs. You know, the
1: spiritual, the, uh, the paranormal, the, uh, you know, all those kinds of things. If anybody wants to uh, check out any of the other shows that I do, uh, you, there's Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Your guys have been absolutely wonderful. Uh, had a wonderful week this week. There's a lot of people listening to the show. And the new feature, I guess, is going into the second week on that show, which will keep going on, called Your Daily Awakening where uh, three days a week or four days a week, you'll have my regular Just Thinking show. And you'll also have a that five-minute segment of your daily awakening, which is something motivational, something spiritual, something good for the heart, soul, mind, body, spirit, something nice for you to kick off the day other than uh, bombarding the ionosphere with uh, <laughs> <I couldn't say. laughs> you, know, you got to have a little faith and feel good about something. And if You know, if you want to reach me, you can get me, Stan Wanglin at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D, at gmail.com. And uh, I want to thank you uh, on behalf of Paul and myself for for just being a wonderful audience and uh, listening to our theories and ideas. And and thanks for being part of the show. It's a a we show, and we enjoy so much having your support and and, and putting these shows together for you. So uh, you know, rate the show, review the show, and uh, subscribe, please, and thank you. And and send any comments that you'd like to. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Anything else, Paul?
2: Nope. I just want to say uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Keep your eye to the sky and your ear to the ground. Stay aware.
0: It's cutting into your exercise time. <laughs> it's stabbing you in the back nine. <laughs> My name is Sarah Connor. I hunt Terminators. El productor James Cameron regresa. I'm going to help you. The Tim Miller, el director de Deadpool. We don't win this one. It's all over. Terminator, Dark Fate. R. En Cines el primero de Noviembre.
2: What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H and his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called, Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.